Hello, everybody. Hey, everyone. We are the Gear and Beer Show from Music Villa, lovely downtown Bozeman, Montana. He's Blaze. Hi, and that's Joe. Hello. Welcome, welcome everyone so, out there. So, um, you were, you're, how you doing, Joe? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. You smell, went, you smell great. I went for a big hike yesterday. I hiked up uh, Baby Ellis Mountain. That felt good. Baby Ellis. The Never. Mount, the one before Mount Ellis. It was a good hike though. Just a little probably, hill. Probably, That's where the old people always hike to while everyone else goes to the other one. It was like seven miles. Yeah. <laughs> it was like seven miles. That's pretty good. Trip, maybe eight. Did you get up a good seven. sweat? I got up. I sweated so hard. Okay, nice. you apply all the sunscreen and then you sweat that shit off. What's I, up with that? I don't know. They got whoever invents the uh, cure for that is going to be yeah. doing pretty. And now that I'm losing all my hair, I have to be careful not to burn just the top of my head. Yeah, it's a solar panel for a sex machine. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, we'll get you one of those t-shirts okay. yes yeah. uh, so um, what have you been up to lately how's your guitar playing been going been, um, been, I was uh, in a little bit of a rut I was in a little rut so I, I went online actually I started taking some lessons some online lessons um, you know blues lessons from this guy um, you it was like blues? Corey like uh, 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 Con- Concilio uh, Congeniality Conseco? Uh, Gelato Ge- uh, I love Gelato yeah, as a healthy alternative. I watched Corey as well. Uh, but, I, he's a hero of mine. So I learned some things, but I thought you and I made me honestly. I was meaning to talk to you about this because I think you and I could do it. We could do our own. It could be we could help some people out. We could. Yeah, we're, uh, we're teachers. We could. Watching Corey is very inspiring, um, and it makes me you know you start seeing all these worthless little snot-nosed kids running around. Yeah. And they need a guidance. Yeah. So uh, uh, I think we should do it. We should do our own With their online Justin Bieber lesson. and their fidget machines. And yeah. <laughs> they need to do something. <laughs> con- put, their, put their concentration on something else. So I thought we should, uh, I think we should do our own. Li- use this. We got this show. Let's do a lesson format. Yeah. You know? what, was, what were you thinking? I was thinking something where we don't even play guitars. I think we do rhythm first. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, like, and go from there. Like, uh, give me a note. Okay. All right, so that was from the D. That's a D. Okay. <laughs> and we chant a little Got bit. Got the old time rocking. Oh, oh yeah. The kind of music to soothe my soul. I reminisce about the days of old. And that old time rocking and roll. So that's our first lesson. That's our first today. lesson. Um, um, that's, I, I think that went well. Yeah. What do you think about twelve bucks for that lesson? We yeah. Well, you can get the you full lesson of that uh, for twelve. Make it so we can slow down so they can get the claps right. Right. Yeah. In the notes. Not yeah. moves. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, uh, please subscribe and uh, uh, you'll get your first free lesson and, but, then, um, uh, and then it'll be twelve bucks. Paul. Uh, Paul mentioned something about. Uh, Martin, there's Martin people, people with Martin guitar coming to the store this weekend for the event, the anniversary music bill oh. anniversary event. No, I didn't know. And I didn't even know there was an event. Corey, you know, Corey does, he does stuff for he's Martin. Connected he's connected with he's Martin. He's an ambassador uh, for Martin guitar. Do you think he might show up? It would be great. Too bad we didn't think about getting him on our show. Cool. I, think we should pitch, our show. I think we should pitch our lesson idea to him. Maybe he wants to. Yeah, he might want to. He might want to leave True Fire because they're like kind of a open, startup. They're you know, you have like going. opening acts. Maybe he wants us to open up his lessons <laughs> with <Yeah>. some. You know, <laughs> I think that'd be a good idea. Um, yeah. Um, oh, who could that someone be? Someone at the door. What? In the oh my, oh god. my god! Speak oh. of the devil. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't know. In it's live in the flesh. Good to see you, but I don't know live what in you're the trying flesh. to teach here. I mean, <laughs> man. The only thing Do you, you think that's teach, a possibility? Well, the only thing I think you could teach me is probably how to open up one of these. Oh, now okay. you're talking. Started, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen you guys in action. Okay. But, you know, you got you the know how to down. get us. You got the us happy. down. The clapping is, you know, I employ clapping in my okay, lessons. Okay, if you need so. an okay, opener for your lessons. There's a tab for, Corey's going to transcribe the tab for all the clapping. That's right. Yeah. But if you're an opener, you don't get a sound check. You don't get a green room. So you gotta Sorry. earn that. You gotta you work do. your way. You yeah. Do. You get one drink ticket. In, not in, for in, a beer. <laughs> no guest list. Yeah. yeah. Lightly yeah. Dang water. It. <sighs> That's all right. I don't have any guests. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I play, yeah. Hey, I played a football stadium the other day and I couldn't give away the tickets. Oh man. That? I was oh. like, what the heck, people? Come on. Wow. <laughs> not cool at all. I don't want to drive there. And it was Pop Warner too. It was raining. Go Thanks, ahead and have man. my seat. I'm going to yeah. go over here. Uh, I'm excited. Hang, hang out. All right. Hang out with, Thanks with for bringing beer. Bit, Look at this. Corey brought us some local beers. That's right. From some of our really good friends down the street, the Plum Street Porter. Yeah. This Bozeman is what, uh, Brewing Company. This is what J the Jen likes this beer. Am I correct about that? Well, well, my uh, my wife, uh, she doesn't talk to me anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's in love with Corey. No, uh, uh, the uh, uh, she caught me doing a video. No, um, she loves the coffee stout. Oh, See, okay. I was I'm looking for a coffee Bridger. stout, and I couldn't find one. I remember weird yeah, the, things about people. Bridger Brewing, another local. Dark beer. Yes, yeah, yeah, she does like port, but uh, Bridger, when she does drink beer. But uh, usually she's drinking vodka and I can't find her, and the kids are running around. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, uh, no, no, she's like, another chase. Brid Bridger, Bridger Brewing will be canning, and they have a wonderful coffee stuff yeah. with a local coffee, yeah. Ghost Town. I'll remember this that. is a great porter, That's a though. Good this beer. is lovely. Yeah, well, yeah. so I rolled the dice. I, I saw Bozeman on it. Saw Porter. I'm not. I love I'm it. not one of these IPA guys. I know I'm gonna get I'm a lot of hate. I'm moving a little bit away from know? that. It's it's like um, I love IPA. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, that's not hey, porters and different. Yeah, porters. I love. I like sour. I like I like like sours and the kind of and kind of lighter beers in the summer. Mm -hmm. We did watch. You did admit that you watched Big Little Lies the other day, or whatever that's called. That's that good, chick man. Movie. Yeah. It's show. really good. Drinking your sour, watching. They're the gonna girl win shows. awards. They are. They <laughs> there is acting prowess on that show. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying. You watch that. I watch too. martial kung fu movies. That's you know. We're <laughs> I watched John Wick. We're right different. After I okay. Had to like, you know. Cleanse the palate with John yeah. Wick. <laughs> let's let's open a beer. Yeah. What do you have? Are you in? What kind of movies do you like, Corey? Since we're you know we're oh, gonna get man. personal too. You we're know, gonna get to know your gear, but I want to ask you some personal. I'm questions. not gonna be that exciting when it comes to this because I'm like one of these guys. If you say where pretty <laughs> woman, you can leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of like a fried green tomato. Sisterhood and traveling pants. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's well. Me and Blaze will stop being jerks. We won't. Actually, we won't. But for a minute. But Corey Congelio, everybody, really happy Dude. to have Corey. He's probably our highest beer. profile guest here. We actually um, we we nowhere to go but up. Yep, yeah. that's right. <laughs> we're quitting after this. But um, we, we but, made a mark. Yeah, go ahead. I oh, said no, we no, have a long long time relationship with Music totally. Villa though. Yeah, we and Corey. Yeah, we yep, first met you workshops. here a few years ago now. Yeah. Um, and you started coming to Music Villa with Martin Guitars, right. with workshops, mm -hmm. and um, that whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, now we have a, this long-standing cool thing. And which I was excited because I knew you from Truefire, just watching, you know, uh, watching your videos. Right. And, um, I don't play guitar, and I just like to watch. <laughs> that doesn't creep. I hope that's not creepy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How long is this video going to be now? <laughs> sometimes, I, sometimes, like on Titanic, I draw just. Pictures. <laughs> no, uh, but I'm not creepy. <laughs> um, but no, uh, but I'm I'm familiar with that, and, uh, and your lessons are great, Thanks, and all, a lot of, all the True Fighter lessons. So we're subscribers, we love it. Um, but anyway, I was really psyched that 
you're part of Martin and they're coming to our store. And that was very yeah, cool. Thanks. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And last time you were in Bozeman, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, was one year ago ish mm-hmm. for our, our grand reopening. Right. Is that right? That's right. Big party, which was a blast. And you and Corey, Corey did a big acoustic thing mm-hmm. presentation. Really great for Martin. Played a bunch of Martin guitars. Sure. Talked about that. Um, then I he got so, drunk and did karaoke and <laughs> the table. And the Neil Diamond was yep. flowing. Man. Yep. It was like, so, yeah. A lot of you don't know yeah, the what Neil he does Diamond after the flowing. lesson in the workshops. Okay. Yeah. I, I bought Tidy Whitey's just to do <laughs> I'm usually more of a, uh-huh. a boxer dude now. <laughs> <laughs> Give me three pairs. I have an extra pair so I can whip them out and <laughs> wing them at the crowd, you know? The uh, they like fly that. good yeah. in the air. You can snap um. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can snap them. Go, um, but, so uh, yeah, so, so I'm excited uh, today because we've always done these acoustic events with Corey. Right. Today we get to play electric guitars. And yeah. Corey yeah. was kind Talk enough about to his bring gear. a couple electrics over of his own. We have some of his gear well, here. Speaking of True Fire, it worked out um, because I was filming uh, Wednesday and Thursday in oh, cool. Florida nice. for True Fire. And yeah. I just flew here from there. And uh, Dustin was like, man, it'd be great if you had some of your gear. I was like... I actually Perfect. have all of my gear. Awesome. <laughs> well, that yeah. That great. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's bust out the pedal board here. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. The up. unveiling. And while you're doing that, I'm going to ask you, now, where are you from? Okay. So I live in Nashville. That's home. That's home. And it's been home for about six years. Uh, I grew up in Western New Jersey and I lived for a long time in, Pen- in Pittsburgh. So okay. I grew up, the funny thing about this whole connection is I grew up 20 minutes east of the Martin factory. Wow. Oh, wow. And I kind of, yeah. you know, they didn't have a pointy headstock, so I didn't really care about it when I was like 13, you know? You were like, yeah. uh, I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. There's a guitar Bunch factory. Amish house. people making yeah, guitars. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I was more interested, I think, that Mario Andretti lived right up the street than, than that. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Where where in Jersey was that? Like Trenton or something? No? no, it's a little town called Phillipsburg, which is like hmm. kind of a, you know, ink blot on a, on a map. Yeah. You know? And, um, but it's, uh, it's kind of a, an area of the world with like, no identity because huh. you can root for Philadelphia teams or New York teams uh, you know, or, or upstate New York teams. Yeah, yeah. You know? And now I live in the South and it's like college football. It's, you know, that's it's, the big, oh, yeah, it's that's a big UT, there. it's Alabama, it's Auburn. Yeah, it's roll time. Roll time. Yeah. And it's like I, I, like, I like it, but then I'm almost like, all right, can we make something else to focus of our attention? <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know, a religion. But I understand right. it. It's cool. It's like it's in Alabama, they don't have a pro team. Deeply right. rooted it's in their culture. Totally it's, it's cultural. Yeah, it's cool. it's, it is. Yeah, and I, I I, didn't grow up with that kind of tradition. Nor did I. Now, yeah, did you have a, a, your your music influences growing up there? A lot of classic rock. A lot, totally. Like what made you pick Blues, up the guitar? classic rock. Uh, a lot of R&B stuff, too. Nice. Um, so that's kind of what got me into it. Um, I played my... my dad and my uncles played guitar all on like the hobbyist level sort of thing and they were all progressively better as they got younger Uh, so (laughs) I was like I was like okay well I guess I gotta try to make a career career out of this you you can tinker on a guitar yeah well I was playing saxophone early on and then uh I was like well you can't sing and play sax at the same time that's right so you really can't you sing through the sax yeah Okay. <laughs> Careless whisper. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, gets getting hot time. here. Okay. Uh, He's getting too sexy already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not usually that sexy in the morning. Okay. Too early in the morning. So yeah, then oh it was just God. a natural evolution of uh, the guitar came a lot faster to me than, than the saxophone, probably because I wasn't really reading music and just kind of tinkering and improvising, and then. Um, right. And I got into uh, country music later, uh, later on, and you know, but there was always funk and fusion and all that kind of stuff, jazz mixed in there. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah bands growing up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was 
playing a little bit in the band scene, but I was I was always kind of chasing the older dudes, and I just wanted to get out of my town as soon as I could, graduate and go seek out some more players. And right. oddly enough, I went to Pittsburgh instead of New York or Pittsburgh's Philly. Pittsburgh's a great city. Yeah. But it's a great town. And yeah. I met a lot of, there's a r- lot of great musicians there. I mean, there's a history of great art out of that. Totally. Andy Warhol's from there. Exactly. Know? Yeah. But, George yeah. Benson. George Benson. You know, that's right. Yeah. And Benson, I, I don't know. Pittsburgh's cool. That's yeah. like, I'm, I have, a, I have a, a, a lot of love for those cities that are sort of yeah. not, not super prominent mega cities, but the ones that are like working. Yeah, quality pe- people make a place. Well, yeah, and there's a it's people a blue collar mentality. That whole we right. call it like the Rust Belt from there to like, and then I filtered into West Virginia and Ohio, and the mentality was the same. I mean, you go 20 minutes outside of Pittsburgh and you're in the country. Yeah, and Pittsburgh's you know, actually right. beautiful with the it really river is. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a really great green town. and this section brought to you by Pittsburgh Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> Visit, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Visit Pittsburgh. Visit Pittsburgh. Yeah, but but, but um, it's a very that's a cool city. Yeah, but I'll tell you that now. As a homeowner and living in Nashville for six years and being around so many friend like my my friend and community group has like quadrupled, and I never thought that would because I figured it would be like like super ultra competitive. Right, uh, but it's, it's actually the opposite. It's more people are more helpful, very supportive there helpful. because you know if they can't do a gig, they want somebody they can rely on to sub it to. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and in smaller towns, there's a little bit more of the the gigs are harder to come by, and it's yeah, a little I can more see that. of a of a hoarding of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I was always trying to wedge my way into little scenes in Pittsburgh, and it just never, it never panned out yeah. as much as I tried. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I get that. But I learned a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've noticed that about Nashville, just from talking to <clears throat> yeah. folks like you. It's yeah. like, I'm always like, oh, do you, I ran into, the, I met this person or that, and they're like, oh, that's that, we have barbecues, that's my friend. Yeah, yeah. We do song, we share, like the songwriter community. Right, you the are songwriter community. Of. Well, yeah, I mean, I play cool. with a lot of songwriters, and I write songs, but that's a, that's a community even unto itself, which is, even deeper and is that connected. and like like the whole you know Towns Van Zant Guy Clark when those some mm-hmm. uh, Towns is Texas guy Texas, but, yeah. but like Guy Guy Clark is yeah club mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, what's what's his name guy that we really Will, like Will Sound Ramsey the, uh, no I, I'll think of it in a minute um anyway the, a lot of those folks are friends and they're, they're like guy. rooting from that like like then the Guy Clark days those mm-hmm. dudes would get together yeah and pick and drink and hang well, out Todd one, Snyder Todd the one successful yeah. song by one successful writer helps elevate other people and uh, a label person one time told me she said high tides raise all ships yes and, yes. Uh, and that's kind of what I've tried to Daryl Scott live by. Daryl Scott too I was trying to think tattoo it's, it's on my tattoo list of tattoos idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man be cool that's like a, good a nice one. you know like a nautical theme you know yeah, yeah I'm down I, I, I'm getting tattoos with a, later like, in with life. martial arts. Yeah, me too. I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. I haven't well, had know, them, I, I didn't have out. any money. Like I look at these twenty yeah. year olds. I was like, where are they getting all money my, for these sleeves? When I was yeah. playing they like look badass. When I was playing like punk rock bands yeah. and stuff yeah, as a young younger person. Yeah. I was uh, we our thing. My band we we're always like getting it done with fewer tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Showing up and just like rocking. It's face. more punk rock to not do that. That's how I felt. That's how I felt too. But I think now, like uh, now, you're mature. I would do them right. Like I want dad tattoos. I was so badass. We do the tattoos. Changing diapers, like Satan changing (laughs) diapers. We would do the tattoos right on stage. You know. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Dad, dad bod, dad tattoo. Yeah. I want a tattoo of a dad bod on my arm. (laughs) (laughs) Always loving my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Going out for runs. Sunset. It's like monogamy. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I have it backwards in the mirror, monogamy. Or so I can see it in the mirror, backwards on my chest. So I look in the mirror in the morning, mm -hmm, you know? And I've always remembered a brush, mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's punk rock. Yeah. So uh, so you, at an early age, you were like, I'm going to do this as a career. 
You're like, was, you know what? I'm going to be a veterinarian. And they're like, no, I'm going to do guitar. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I had like astronaut dreams when I was like seven or nine or something. Right. But um, I remember at 13, we had this, it was in sixth grade. They were kind of teaching us how to write a resume. And I had already written mine where like I was, I had graduated from Berkeley and yeah. I did all stuff. So like I knew at that age, yeah. I'd only been playing guitar for like a year then that that, you're that, you know, you're just really, love that's, it. What yeah. that's how it goes. That's how yeah, it goes. Exactly. That so shit. it was uh, that, and I think it's for a young, good for a young person to like, if you can grab onto an identity or something at an early age and, yeah. and have it make, be a part of your trajectory, oh, I think it's super helpful. Big time. Yeah. I'm so yeah. on that, on that tip. Yeah. Um, and, and man, uh, I think I, my young students, I always tell them like, man, these, these teenagers and stuff, like practice, practice your ass off. You're living at your parents' house. You're yeah. not like, like time now's the time, like totally be a little socially awkward and like practice and do it because it will That's pay, it will reap rewards later in life. I didn't go to a, uh, know? like a dance until my senior year, mm-hmm. you know, cause it was all just stay home, practice, Me stay too. home. Practice. And the yeah. funny thing was, I remember I did some senior thing and I got up and played some terrible song I wrote and they said, hey, uh, we're going to have this retreat for the student council. We'd love for you to be a part of it. And I was like, finally, like the ultra like cool kids are going to accept me. They're inviting me to this thing. They just wanted me to be the fucking entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> like, they gave you wedgies the whole time. Yeah, it was, they're like, so play for us. And I'm like, but I want to be part of like the team building exercise where like, you know, we had like a egg race. No. <laughs> you wait, yeah. you're, you're going to play acoustic guitar and sing, yeah. you know, whatever we like, want. Yeah, Margaritaville for yeah. 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 You'll yeah. be talking to, don't talk. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was like, I was like, all right, I knew, what, you know. <laughs> so, so when did you uh, get into songwriting? When did you start? Did you, did you um, do it from high school, from a young age, and just kind of work, worked and worked at it? Or? You know, it's, it's something that I, um, that I wrestle with because I'm an instrumentalist first, and I always felt like I was a better song helper than a songwriter like yeah. I can help you get your song to kind of the finish line I, I love that like that that yeah. was more of my thing and I loved right. it, and I also realized that I was actually when doing that I was producing the singer mm-hmm. at the same time um, you like right. backing up singers yeah that's I, I think and I'm it really is like a production you're, you're, oh, you're, a, good, designing you're a good their, singer how they're approaching do you like do you like uh, doing singing harmony and yeah the thing you've worked on in Nashville. oh yeah oh yeah well the funny thing was i lived in nashville in the early 2000s and got my butt kicked and moved away with my tail between my legs i got fired from a band uh from an artist and the, the vocals were really high and when they hired me sight unseen they said can you sing high harmony i said uh-huh. yeah because i was at the time yeah. singing really high harmony Hard stuff. To do. little did i know i was covering like female parts for this artist and they specifically wanted the electric guitar player to sing the harmonies and that was like broke my heart and I, I moved back to Pittsburgh and I started taking voice lessons oh. and uh, the voice lessons helped me to kind of use my body uh, as a uh, Wonderland yes okay. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, and, and I learned about my bubblegum tongue and all that kind of stuff that's kind of that's weird but John don't write those lyrics John if you don't want us Come to on, recite John. them we're that, dudes you that know, reminding us subscribe we're giving away a John Mayer uh, guitar okay oh yeah Yep. And uh, I'm going to enter to win that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, but your body, you can learn tools to like help notes come out better and help pitch and all that stuff, whether it's diaphragmatically breathing or, Hmm. you know, putting air on your soft palate, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all that. that. It's uh, cool. It can get very, it can get, uh, it's a lot, very intimate. 
Mm-hmm. Just when you think the singers are showing up last minute, coming <laughs> in while you're all setting up and sound checking, so, prima donna, they're actually doing a lot of stuff. So to go philosophical it. or whatever yeah. for a minute, you and I had a good a good talk last year. Give them the light. I'm sure you remember every bit of it. But we, uh, <laughs> you know, we weren't drinking or anything. Was he bothering you again? But, um, <laughs> but it was about like, the, what you were just saying, yeah. where like oftentimes the, uh, the, 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 the technician and the creative, the artist, mm. The best stuff often happens when those two get together, mm. you know, and oftentimes the guy, the tech, the technical person, the one who can has all the weedly deedlies, yeah. is not going to come up with that idea, that raw idea of that song and that sentiment and that thing. Mm-hmm. But that person that oftentimes that comes up with that is not going to have the weedly deedlies. No, it's a strange right. balance. And when they get together, to that's yeah. often when the magic, when the good stuff happens. Yeah, for me, know, it's a I, constant push pull thing. I think, and I feel like you and I mean, you know, you and I feel like we are both. And Blaze, even on also we're, for our, and me. Dustin are the guys that are like somewhere we're a little bit in between. Yeah, where we like have some. You know, you have more chops than me, but we have like some chops, and we and we also create our creatives. Yeah, right. But there's, but uh, I don't know. We're in the gray area, maybe. Well, but there's, but there's sometimes other there's people that are combo. on far ends of that. Oh, spectrum, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and sometimes that. I don't know. It's, it's like a serious actor thing. and a color You almost got to wear that. You do. I have to turn it on and off because on the True Fire stuff. I was noticing this the other day, and I'm just gonna keep like burp, burping as I drink this. <laughs> but uh, you, when you're, it's one thing to be recording something, and and have the right feel come through. But then there's also a camera pointing at you, and then you also have to have your fingers do a certain thing that look clean. And then you also have to have like the neck of your guitar at a certain way because they'll be like hey can you pull your guitar neck down a little bit so we can get it in the shot because we'll move the camera and I mean there's a three camera shoot there and they do a great job but sometimes you're just like do you ever get those when when your parents took you for uh to get your portrait, and they're like, "Okay, do this." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. the it's weirdest, most uncomfortable, uncomfortable thing in the world. Yeah. You have to do that and look like you're playing with feel and sound like you're playing. Uh, yeah, right. So there's that part that I have to turn on, and then I also have to sound, also have to sound like it's inspired and has attitude and all that. Right. And then I want to go be creative and stuff. So it's it's always wearing different hats. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a challenge. And do you yeah. ever? I mean, because okay, so again, so you do both sides of that. Yeah, um, I do, I can relate. Like I do too. Mm-hmm. You know, I do sure. I back people up and yeah. I front. Right. Um, and I just I just view it that way. I'm like almost like a sportsy way in a mm-hmm. sense where I'm like if you're point man, if you're you know, someone has to be the point man, someone has to call the shot, someone has to be James Brown, right. someone has to you know. Yeah. Um and I like doing that, I like doing I like not doing that too. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to like look at it I look at it that way and it's not an ego thing or it's just like, okay, am I am I am I supporting cast? Am I backing yeah. up the thing and this person's driving the ship or am I driving the ship and calling right. Right. I like I love, yeah. yeah, I love great leadership and when there's a lack of it, I know that I can be a great leader. Yeah. Because I have a uh, a passion for, for having everyone come across the finish line at the same time yeah. and happy. Not not just me or not just you or, or anybody. I want it to be this sort of you know, communal thing that happens with everybody at the same well, time. You know, it's you almost know, like, like a, a producer role. Like yeah. You want the finished yeah, product pre- to be Well, you know how like a pop thing. star, any every pop star, and any creative. pop star who tours, mm-hmm. all of 100% of them have a band leader. Mm-hmm. And totally. band leader rehearses the band yep. and has the arrangements and all that stuff, and they that's their responsibility. And then on the gig, the, the star, the lead, that they're the lead person, but that band leader is... Yeah. Look at any yeah. great band that's like a great lit, lit lead singer and a great guitar player coloring it up mm-hmm. or you know, and yeah. then they might switch to songwriting or share it, but yeah, the who, A C D C How about uh, co writes in Nashville? Do you do you find Rolling yourself Stones. doing a lot of co writes? Um yeah, uh, 
that it's been a it's been a downtime for me now because I've been touring a lot, so I haven't done that. But I started to when it when it comes to co-writing, you find people that you work well with, and then you just kind of stick with them because you get in a situation where you can write with somebody for three hours and get like two lines. Yeah, you're just not connecting. But do you think anything. sometimes sometimes yeah. you need at least I've found. I might have this idea; it's so close, but I need that. Fr- I need to bounce it off that friend oh, yeah. to get that, and they might give me one thing. I have this and one friend. One, yeah, mm-hmm. I have this one friend named Phil Roselle, and and he and I write a lot. It's been a while since we have, but we will generally we have a great system where he goes, "I got this thing, and here's my concept," and I'm like, "Okay," and we talk it out, and I become like my lyric thing gets so good because he just lets me do what I want, and then he starts making tweaks, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. like. Uh, well, I really want to say, I don't know how to love you. And he goes, that's how you say it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, down, next one. You know what I mean? Like, Because cool. you're trying to think of some artsy way to yeah, say yeah. something. Right. And Phil really helps me uh, just sort of stay true to the spoken word, yeah. you know, the conversational thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he and, I, and he's one thing I also like doing with writers like him is he will uh, we'll write for an hour and a half. If we have half the song, he's like, all right, we're done. We'll come back and do it another. Mm-hmm. Try not, he doesn't like don't to burn it out. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not a staff out. writer. I'm not, I don't have a publishing deal or anything. So I'm not pressured to write five songs a week or, or that'd be you know. hard. That'd be difficult. So I mm-hmm. feel for the people that have to do that because it's a special thing yeah. to not write the same song all the time. Oh, and, man. Yeah. And all so so I listened to a, a podcast recently with Buddy Miller, oh, who nice. I'm a huge fan of. And he was like, ah, he's like, fuck the co-writing. He's like, I, I want to hear you. Really? Like, I wanna, yeah, and I was like, wow. Like, okay. Wow. So it made me kind of... He writes with Susan, doesn't he? Well, he writes with his wife yeah. a lot, you know, yeah. and, uh, and he, I know he does probably co-write some, but I think his point was making was like, you'll find your truer voice the closer you write to your own thing. But He's that being said, I've written with some some great... I've played with some great artists who have some of their greatest songs are all co-writes, you know. And Buddy's uh, the perfect example, man, of a guy who like has is an artist unto himself, mm-hmm. uh, self, you know, and then, and then he also can go out and do support on a tour and just funny why I'm attracted to him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I've He's been a guy. fan of him for for years. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I, I keep bringing you up, and I did it last night. The, the the Bob Dylan thing that's on Netflix, the yeah, Rolling Thunder. That, yeah. Oh my God, yeah, I finally finished I watched it last it yet, night. Yeah, I've been telling him about it, but the ending. It's Allen Ginsberg. I just brought it up because it kind of relates to it. I can't even remember what he said, but mm-hmm. what he said right at the ending, like he's kind of doing like this, go out, make it, he's doing this uh, uh, riff on uh, go out and create your own space, do your own person, do your like really get in the, po- in the pocket of who you are yeah. and create your own world. Kind of like what Dylan did mm-hmm. in a way. And, uh, and that was really inspiring and cool. So I can't remember what it is. You have to That's look cool. it up and yeah. watch it, but... It relates to kind of what you're all talking yeah. about. Finding your space, creating it, being creative with, with that and creating your own world. And and I think there's a comfort well, in that with your own songwriting and matching your voice. I tell students that, man, all the time. It's yeah. like, you're, you're, you're the only really cool. you. No one else can do you That's like right. you do you. I've recently so. become uh, friends with someone I admired I admired for years, um, Butch Walker. And when I first started talking to Butch, um, I said, so what's your writing process like? He's like, I, well, he's like, I know you live in Nashville and I don't do the co-write thing. You know, he was like, I'll write a song, and if somebody really likes it, they can cut it. He said, but generally that doesn't happen. He's uh. like, those songs are their mine because they mean something to me. Uh. And he was like, and it's just like probably anybody else. He's like, I drive down the road, and I pull my phone out, and I say stuff. Into awesome. It. You know, and I was like, you know, somebody that's got a bunch of records and produced a bunch is kind of just like, 
me or you or whoever. It's you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. good to hear from, yeah. from people that you admire. Be confident in your uh, your create your own creativity and your own thoughts. Absolutely. Because they're, they're yours. They're unique. Yeah. And, and, and a side note, um, I'll post books and podcasts and things to my Instagram that I like a lot. And one I posted So this recently. won't be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll give a shout we out. We won't find to, this uh, one there. Sorry. Go ahead. No. <laughs> but... Um, a book called uh, the the Icarus Deception by Seth Godin is amazing because each page is like heavier than the next, and it's these little blurbs about how the world. And I'll get wax philosophical here. The world needs your art, you know, and the resistance is going to tell you that the world doesn't need your art and that your your art isn't worthy and all that stuff. So if you hold a concert and there's two people that show up, well, those two people came to you because they needed your art. You know, yes. I mean? and it's and it's Absolutely. it's, it's cool. page after page after page of that and different examples and it's so inspiring. I've been reading it for years, a little bit here and there. I'll I'll go back to the beginning, I'll go to the end like and it's I carry it with me on every on every plane ride. What's it called? That. Icarus. The Icarus deception because Icarus okay. was taught not to fly too high to the sun, yeah. right? Because right. his wings would burn. However, the story goes that he was also told not to fly too close to the ocean yeah. because the humidity would melt his wings. So like it's that. a metaphor for not underachieving. Not to be uh right. not Bounce. to be like uh, selfish here, but I had a gig here we go, uh, like Joe. a month ago. Uh-huh. The play, a place that I'm playing actually tonight. Um, this meadery in town, and um, it's a great. They're awesome people. Valhalla, you guys rock. Meadery. And uh, yeah, we don't need anything. Okay. Valhalla <laughs> Meadery, though. Thank you. Okay. You guys are super cool. But um, anyway, I played there my first time I'd ever played there, and I brought a whole band up, and it's this little room, and we're loud and stuff, and I was really trying to play to the room, and and I had fifteen people or something mm-hmm. there, and my one of my good friends though came up to support, to, came yeah. sat through the whole show, and he was like. I don't know, like pull the energy of the yeah. room together and he was like dude Joe like you you, what I love is that like you were like if you're at Madison Square Garden or yeah. here you're playing the same you're giving it yeah. the same yeah. I'm like well because you're here Calvin Yeah, I'm like Calvin Farrell but I'm like uh, okay. but I'm like man it's because like you're here and you're like I'm, I'm I would you know I'm I have all that all like absolutely the fact that you're here makes me like I'm, I want to play the best I can I want to give that I'm not like why and why totally. would you shortchange it? No, you, know, you can't you shortchange play? anybody. Yeah, you're the there. Event. Yeah, do it. And you know there are musical wallpaper gigs. We've all played them. <laughs> Tons. You know, yeah. but you know I've had a yeah. second. I've had a new lease on my musical life where I've gotten to play a bunch of really great venues over the past few years. And I was just out on this tour where we played a lot of arenas. And when I would see the little kid on the shoulders of the dad right there. I would run and I would hand them a pick and yeah. I because I wanted that guitar player to do that for me. Well, and that stuff yeah. sticks, sticks with them. That's and cool. now I've gotten, and my picks have my name on them, so people yeah. are reaching out and they're saying that meant so much to my daughter. Now that's she awesome. wants to play guitar. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a win. That's, cool. that's, that's That's why I did it. I mean, that's yeah. it, you know, man. I just watched a buddy of mine, Chase Bryant, who's a country artist, gave a guitar to a girl that was watching his every move. Cool. He's like, I know you want to play. I'm going to give you a guitar. Right off of his guitar. Doesn't ball. That, that yeah. feels good. Yeah. 20 years awesome, later, that... Who knows? She's going to record it. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. Okay, enough okay. of this we need to make inspirational yeah, stuff going on here. Let's, let's I enjoy uh, this, about your but gear. I know, like, I love the, but, like, people get impatient. It's like, <laughs> no, come on. Like, there's so much gear stuff out there. Let's Hang on. lights right in my face. Yeah. Talk about them, let's damn start, it. Talk about <laughs> You want the PRS, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Can we hand that behind? Uh, yeah, I think actually, you got to lift up wired. the leg of your stool. Oh, sorry. Hold on, people. Here it is. Boom. Bam. Sweet. So maybe we can run through some of your signal chain while we're yeah. doing this. Yeah. So is, is one of these just controlling the mod on a delay? Yes. It's that it's that one over there. Okay. That, so 
Yeah. For people who are listening, not watching, Corey, uh, Corey's got two of the Dunlop uh, mini volume pedals here, which is a great on pedal. each side of the board. And the pink one's volume actual. And I, I have uh, terrible, um, my eyesight's horrible, and I like to put this on the volume pedal so I can see it in a dark room. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? okay, yeah. Um, I haven't done that to I like that you have, he has uh, these Barefoot buttons. buttons. Yeah. You guys have them in stock here. Yeah, I saw that. that's yeah. a great thing. Starting to see that more and more, and that's handy. That's good. Well, for a lot so. of the stuff that you have to hit two buttons at once, it's real helpful. So, and then yeah. these little guys, it's nice to kind of be able to stomp on them as well. So are you yeah. running an effects loop or a buffer? No, well, I'll walk you or, through it. Um, so the company in Nashville, Exact Tone Solutions, or XTS, build, builds my boards. Excuse me. They they do an amazing job. If you can see how meticulously this is wired. Yeah, this is really neat. The biggest reason for this is it's an insurance policy. When you're playing a lot of, like, venues where the, you're the opening act and there's stagehands, stagehands grab your shit off the stage and... I've seen them start to unplug everything. I've seen them start to uh, uh, take the spurs off of bass drums. And then springs and, you know, screws are flying everywhere. <laughs> so I want this to be as self-contained as possible and idiot-proof. So if somebody has to plug it in, there's three. There's an in, there's an out, and a power. That's all there is to it. So they can pull the cords and pull the board off stage. Um, yeah, I know that sounds like, you know, rich guy guitar problems. But no, it's like real stuff. Like a lot of these... Uh, gigs that I do were the opener to a large act and we have a small crew where they're taking care of other stuff and I'm responsible to get my stuff off of a stage even if it's in an arena. It's still the way it works. Um, so XTS wired this to to my specs and it always changes. Um, I think it's going first into the compressor if I remember. They have this little custom interface on the side for in and out so I don't have to go into a pedal and That's then That's a JHS? Right. See this is the JHS uh, whitey tidy. And I just like the small footprint. It's just I, I know fun. It's, it's, you know, it, it hits home right here. People say to me, they go, I never saw a pedal with underwear on before. <laughs> I was like, I need that. Thing. I get underwear on my pedals all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Real underwear. Um, Pants. So the idea. Grandma panties. Yeah. <laughs> Granny panties. Uh, and this is on a pedal train uh, thing. Yeah, it's a pedal so train So these guys classic. designed this whole thing. Yeah, for, and they know. put a piece of wood over top to like give you more surface area oh, yeah, on the pedal did. train. Well, and that's they, fine. Yeah, and then they put a little hole in there to run the wires through. Boy, it is super clean. It's man. really, really Yeah, it looks clean. really clean. Shout out to Barry and, Z and Zip Eric. ties, really well done. My, yeah. my pedal board's got Hantavirus. This thing is beautiful. <laughs> is beautiful. Well, I'll tell you, for, for years and years, I'd do my own stuff and I'd have all, I mean, I would be a regular at Home Depot buying all the wire ties yeah, and man. shrink and all that stuff. And I'd get it to the gig and it still wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like, you know, it gets bounced around oh, and, and something comes unplugged. A lot of times the power supply will come unplugged like from underneath. So you got to make sure you troubleshoot that. It's a true tone when power supply in there. Playing dirty dive bars like me and Blaze, you get a lot of dirt and crud yep. on your pedals. Oh, there's, there's a bunch yeah. of crud on here. So, so whitey tidy, JJ whitey And then it should go... This is somewhere, so this is a mosaic from Digitech. It gives me like a 12 string sound, but I used to have a Deja Vibe, or a, oh, what's that company? The, the, uh, Deja Vibe? Not Deja no. Vibe. Uh, uh, the, the, Mike, the, uh, Dry Bell, that, that vibe. I can't remember the name of it. Okay. But, but I switched it out because we play some songs where I, I want this kind of. adds a little bit nice. of a top, top note to it. So that's fun, but I can pull that off. Mm -hmm. Then I'm pretty sure it goes to the Greer Light Speed, which is my favorite light overdrive pedal. Greer pedals are awesome. Yeah. Uh, I have a bunch of them that Nick sent that. me. Can we just hear yeah, that sure. real quick? Yeah. 
my test is to always didn't change that much. I tried to match the level. I want to sound like a broken up amp if possible. A little hair. Then what I can do with the compressor? The compressor is on in front of it, so it'll thicken it up a little. Sweeter. Are you compressor on all night, guy? No, no. And it's a it's a a light amount of compression too, and. And the blend is Gotta have up. a compressor with a blend. Oh, so you only use that yeah. for tight twang? Yeah. Tight twang? No, no, I'll use it for like thickening up. Yeah, sustain. Because I want I want multiple options. I want this. And I want a thicker one too. Yeah, nice. So that's really fun. Then it goes to the ODR Mini from Nobles. Uh, the ODR, Nobles ODR1 is a legendary pedal um, that used to be easily found until uh, a bunch of Nashville guys blew it up and then the internet blew it up. You can find vintage ones now for, oh, $250, where in 1997 wow. they were $79. Mine's worth some money. Yeah. I did not pay that for mine. Yeah, so <laughs> I, have, I have two vintage ones. Yeah, and then I have one. One of those is rehoused because the boxes are kind of old. And the plastic. big square one, with yeah, the plastic button. Um, big. yeah, it's like a yeah exactly, like a tube screen exactly, exactly. Yeah. So what they do is they'll this company XTS they'll rehouse it and, and put the guts in a new box, oh. so it's a little sturdier. I have one of those too. I have a stupid amount of money in just two pedals, but I went over <laughs> to um. Paul McCartney said never to uh, told me never to name drop. So, <laughs> but I was at Kenny Greenberg's house, who's a session guitar player in town, and he had a stack of Nobles, like oh, you know, it was crazy. So the cool thing about this one is that you can run it at nine or eighteen volts, okay. and to me, it sounds more like the original at eighteen volts. Huh. And XTS did a mod that tightens up the low end a little bit because these are kind of thumpy on the low end. But they have, it's a little bit more of that sort of modern, you know, Nashville. But still very amp-like. You know. Then I can stack it with that one. And then I can stack it again. Oh yeah, man! Perfect. So I'm like yeah. gain staging all the time. That's my jam. Yeah, I'm, I'm a three tier. Yeah, guy. I gotta have. I it. love that. So, Could so now here's something cool. I'm only a two tier. <laughs> so then it goes to. I just found this thing. So Greenberg also told me about this. is called the Nightshade. Super mid rangey, kind of like an Ibanez distortion sound to me. So let's say I'm here. I throw this on. So turn that on and off while I play. You hear that mid range yeah. really kick in? Yeah. Yeah. That's bite. That's bite too. Yeah, for sure. All right. If I get this bite. And also, that's present. Yeah, present you can and dig it, in in there. It's and it's got this kind of cool, creamy sustain that really cuts through the band. Nice. Yeah, so before so is that I, solo? Is that a solo? I use, I've been using it a lot for like a solo boost. Yeah. With this in conjunction with the light or mm -hmm. just with any of them. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. then you're going to say, well, where does this fall in the place? I'll tell, yeah, you yeah. In a, I'll tell you in a second. Then it goes to this thing. So this is the Chase Tone Secret Preamp that a friend of mine turned me on to. The, you're familiar with the EP booster. For right? sure, I have one. Yes. So that is a, like an Echoplex type circuit mm -hmm. you know, that it's replicating. Mm -hmm. This one 
combines allows you to use the, either the EP1, EP2, or EP3 circuit, oh. which is bright, mid, or dark. And, the and I changed this. Those dip switches inside. Right, right. So this has it here on the front. It's an always-on type of pedal. Killer. And you'll hear it if I just kind of. So here it is off. It's hard to tell in the video probably, but it brings out harmonics. Man. Overtones. Overtones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, uh, stoutly built too. That is very overtone. So I leave it on all the time. I love it. I gotta have a one knob. I feel like you gotta have a one knob clean boost. So is that? I mean, is that your clean boost? Technically? No, I'm using it more. As you say you put this on always, all the time. always on. It's always, always on. Oh. Yeah, because it's working okay. as my buffer. That's a pretty yeah. chase tone. Totally. Okay, okay. So then from yeah. there, it goes, and this is why XTS is great, because they can preview. do a bunch of convoluted routing and still keep it looking and a certain way. Also, real quick, you have this below 12 o'clock, so is it loud as hell if you, oh, yeah. a lot of headroom in that thing? I try to match it. Go turn all the way up, see what happens. It's not too bad, this is good. Because the amp's not cooking. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Usually, I look at the O, and that's how I know it's because... <laughs> I like yeah. to boost it a little bit. Yeah. Then it goes to the Line 6 HX Stomp, which I'm using for a lot of my modulation stuff. Um, this is a really heavy box that I don't use to its full capacity. I'm using it mostly for effects, like tremolo. So if you take that pedal and pull it down. Oh, it didn't work. It should work. For trem speed. There we go. Awesome, man. That's great. It. Oh, that's cool. very cool. I yeah. love that. So I've kind of figured that out how to do that. For all so you must, listeners, that's a volume so you must pedal be doing your, attached to doing Or is this your, all your delays? Are you doing your delays? I'm here? doing my delays in here so I can turn that on. And same thing with the pedal? Um, no. I'll, well, I could, I could hook it up to that. I mean, you can do whatever in every patch you want. What's cool about the, the stomp is you build a signal chain in there. So, like, if you do this, if you look, I'll try to do it back. I've never done it backwards before. Um, okay, here we go. That's a little uh, slap echo. Perfect. Yep. Then nice. it goes to the delay. Now in here, I could put anything else I want. I could put other effects. Oh, but cool. then it goes to my delay, which you can tell, you can assign it to the switch. Color. Yeah, that's your solo delay. Yep, and then the tremolo. Well, next, okay, what's, hap what's cool is this box has an effects loop in it. So it's coming out of the effects loop going into this reverb pedal. Nice. And then what I can do is... Cleans it up. I can yeah, and I can turn, so I can put that that uh, effects loop block anywhere I want in the signal chain. Damn, cool! So check this out. So now there's my reverb. I could turn that off from here, turn it on, and I can also have nice independent control of my verb here as opposed to digging in yep, yep. and and doing that some more. Right. Now the other thing I learned, um, I love uh, watching. Josh's JHS, his videos, his vlogs, mm. they're amazing. And he was talking the other day about how the tremolo in a, in a Fender amp is after the reverb circuit. Mm. So what happens is you get reverb going into tremolo. Uh -huh. So it's like, it washes all that. It it up. So what I did was I put the tremolo block after the effects loop block. Uh -huh. So if Prime I put, after reverb. Yeah, so if I put a long verb on. Cool, that's cool. So it's going to modulate the reverb. Right, right, right. You know, if I bring it down. 
That's rad. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's and, just a little stupid nerdy stuff. And, like and do you find yeah, that? Yeah, it's amazing when you get Playing larger stages, mm -hmm. you have to have a reverb pedal because amps are going to bounce around and weird shit's going to happen. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, um, there's times when I don't use reverb at all just because it doesn't make it to the mix. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I do. So it's nice to have the, the option. Do you, this on a player, not on an effects note, but on a player note, mm -hmm. do you find playing uh, through a large line array, playing a, a huge space, are you... Are you finding yourself playing differently, soloing differently, not playing as many busy, frantic licks? It's like you're at my gigs. You're like saving, <laughs> you're like saving the fast stuff because you have to do these like more sweeping. So it's funny that you say that because so I play with an artist. So I play with this guy, David Lee Murphy. David Lee Murphy wrote the song Dust on the Bottle. That was his big song. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Little dust on the bottle. Exactly. And I remember playing that song for years in clubs, and then like now I get to play it with the guy. That's right. Yeah, that's great. That's but cool. he's also written loads of other hits for Aldine and Chesney and Blake Sweet. Shelton and stuff. Yeah. So we did 23 dates opening for Chesney. Kenny Greenberg is one of his guitar players, turns me on to a bunch of gear, and he's a super nice guy. Um, and... If you he plays a lot of the solos, and Kenny is like the quintessential rock guitar player. I mean, it's and it's like so perfect all the time. He's just got this tremendous feel. And when I watched him play, I was like, that stuff is reaching the back of the room, you yeah, know, and hitting right. people. So like, if I was, you know. Just rock and roll. Whereas before, I want to go. Yeah, that's, totally. <laughs> that's club. Nobody play. hears that. Nobody hears that way. Yeah, in the back. yeah you don't want to do that. No, I want to. I want to Neil Sean in. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea, and, and Kenny does that as good as anybody. Yeah, um, interesting. And, and really, I was like, you know what, this is... Don't you think that's a lesson you learn when the first time you get to start playing out through, where you realize yourself coming through a line array, yeah. through a big PA, and you go, oh, damn, like, I gotta, I gotta play fewer notes and make them count. It's a whole different way of playing. Exactly. And it's, it is. Different phrasing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm playing for people, you know, and I want them to be inspired. Yeah. So, you know, if they can't hear what I'm saying... Then you know, you're not going to follow. Don't you think it's funny okay. as a player? As soon as you get to a point where your facility where you can play fast, yeah. then you're like way less interested in playing fast. One of the things I, <laughs> I, I like once a year I'll play square neck dobro. I haven't probably done it in two years now, but when I first started playing dobro, I was getting sessions in in like Ohio and stuff because nobody would nobody else really did it <laughs> where I was. But also it's like my lack of ability was helpful uh -huh. like it made me play more melodic more and stuff you know right. and uh, I wasn't really worried about impressing anybody or any of that kind of stuff so yeah. it's more the so atmosphere I, and presence of that instrument of course that thing is like a human voice you know it's crazy you know, it's so I saw I saw Mayer last weekend John Mayer oh great dead. nice and, uh, and I've seen them a few times you know that him with that group he, and he just like man every time he is better and better. For it's me. amazing how he finds his, how he's finds worked his, on that. And he finds his pocket yeah, he within was, that. He never would have thought. The guys, and uh, yeah. man, this last time he really, really impressed me with his playing. You could tell he's really into it. Oh my god, he played so. Yeah. He was really inspired. It was inspired playing. Especially, yeah, I think it's just a playground for him. Especially, Sorry, yeah. well, yeah, but especially the second set on Saturday night was really nice. some inspired playing by by everyone. Yeah. But um, but John was just like very humbly contributing to the music. Yeah. And um. 
but he was like he was like going for sound and tone. He was in a space of like it was not a chop thing. He yeah. you know he had like he he played some fast licks, but he was more like super interesting, melodic, tasteful, mm-hmm. and playing through the PA like really yeah. like being super aware of like how his sound was going out into the. Right. Space. And yeah. mixing with the band. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think I think in the early days. And that's the not band, the acid talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that band was very conscious of that throughout their whole existence. You yeah. know, they yeah. they wanted to take them on a trip, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I mean, and they, yeah. they there was it was deep. It's yeah. yeah it's yeah. like yeah. jazz approach to rock and roll and yeah. country and yeah. blues. Totally. Yeah, yeah it's about which I love. I think it's such a neat thing. <laughs> yeah. With right. a bunch of other and then the I just, of course the space. I, just and found, I don't know if you guys have found this, but as you get older, like you're as far as a guitar player, like you, instead of thinking about like I'm gonna play this style or this or that or the other, it's more like what the kind of guitar you would play behind this yeah. or that. Yeah. Like if you're playing in the Bob Dylan group the kind of guitar one of Bob's guys would play mm-hmm. is like all kinds of blue. It's blues, country, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's so what... that Rolling Thunder, Mick Ronson with Les Paul just kind of rocking. Yeah. But that's cool. what excites me more and more. It's like, the, it's like what you would play behind whatever type of song, right. whatever type of writer, right. you know? Yeah, it's like uh, picking the right tool. Yeah, yeah. I'm always, doing a soul R&B, fun. blues, New Orleans boogie, and it's very... Channel Steve Cropper, so I'm like, I had to get a telly, yeah. you know, and yeah. and uh, and I love it, and it's, it's a great, great guy. It's to perfect, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. What's cool is that if you have another guitar player playing like a hollow body or something, yeah, you, know, you two will mesh really well. Oh, I know, and that's that what happened for a little Actually, bit. Another mayor, mayor quote that I really liked was he was like, it's like handwriting. It's like you're kind of like learning someone's handwriting. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of cool of that. to think that's of it cool. that way. It's like yeah. you know, because unique. He certainly of, thought about yeah. stuff on a deep level, so I I appreciate his quotes for sure. Hell yeah, yeah. Oh, now you also brought a. We got to talk about the SG a little yeah. bit, right? Well, real quick, and, this uh, is, and we're um, going to wrap it up, but we're going to talk. We need to talk a little bit about that. Too, yeah, right? uh, and so, your PRS. This is um, so PRS and I struck up a relationship uh, earlier this year, and actually it was like late last year. And Rich from PRS said, well, "What are you playing these days?" And I was playing a lot. My I have a '64 Junior SG Junior at home, and I have a '61 Epiphone Casino, which is like. Sweet. The Lennon year, yeah. it's, and it's nice. amazing. Awesome. They're both amazing guitars with incredible P90s. And he was like, "Well, um, I got this McCarty 594 here sitting in my office. I'll send it <laughs> to you to check out." And I was like, "Awesome!" And then I looked and saw like, you know, what these guitars were all about, and I was like, "Holy crap! These are these are really amazing." Um, from what I understand, the the true scale of a 59 Les Paul is 24.9594. Yep. yep. And that's what this guitar is, is modeled after. And I just really appreciate their approach and forward thinking. Um, they're trying to do their own thing, but also kind of like Martin in a way. Like Martin guitar like kind of holds on to their history, but they know that they have to forge ahead as well. And this right. company does it as well yeah, as anybody. Paul's, Paul's Get amazing. Balance yeah. Paul's and man, really cool. And man, it just they intonate those guitars. Like yeah, you, you, yeah. I'm they, they are in tune up the neck. Yeah, and that's... When you're doing session stuff, you got to be fast and you got to be in tune, and, yeah. and these guitars do that for sure. But yeah, so this guitar is possibly the most, you know, when it comes to social media and videos and stuff, the most commented guitar, commented on guitar. This is a '64. I know it's gonna sound weird. It's a SG Junior that was converted, and the Junior has one pickup, wraparound yeah. tailpiece, uh, and this was mangled by someone years and years ago 
and put two humbuckers in it, and they actually did a good job. Uh, they're where they should be. Uh, it's really interesting because you don't really see a two humbucker guitar with a wrapper. No, you don't. Too much. The pickups so, are very close together. Yeah, yeah, they it's, are. It's a cool, sure. it's a cool sounding guitar. Um, so the long story is that there's a really great guitar player in Nashville, Ryan Warner. His dad is also a very famous guitar player, Steve Warner. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Ryan found this guitar in Groons. It was white. You can see there's some white coming through here. Yeah. And he said it had like DiMarzio super distortion in it and stuff. Uh, this was obviously somebody that wanted to rock up this SG and just hacked away at it. Um, so he found that guitar kind of like in this configuration. And he's like, oh, this is really cool. Well, I'm going to buy it. And um, he had it for a while. And he goes, man, I want to get it refinished. And the guitar builder, Jeff Sen, I believe, refinished it in this Pelham Blue color. And the story that that uh, Ryan told me was that everybody was like, no, don't, don't finish it. You're going to, it's going to be devalued. He's like, it's already devalued. Yeah. They hacked it up. Right, right. So, and then once they, they saw the color, they're like, oh my gosh, Love that nailed color. it. That like, is very cool. So, yeah. um, it's that aged Pelham Blue where it's yeah, green, green. Exactly. Now. Yeah. And, uh, a funny, another funny thing happened with the finish ones. I'll tell you in a second, but this guitar was bought and sold in Nashville. I think I'm the fifth or sixth owner <laughs> of this guitar. And I've been offered money for it all the time. And I have, uh, yet to feel like I want to part with it. So um, it's really so you're fun. you're taking that one on tour? Huh? I take this one on tour and I use that one and I use the Paul Reed a lot too. Sweet. Um, and I use another, I have an S2 standard Paul Reed that's been great because um, I like having a trim. Do you think uh, yeah. SG is like a secret country guitar? Well, especially if you have low output pickups, yeah. you know, because it's kind of, it's thinner, it doesn't resonate as much as, as Les Paul. Mm. Um, I saw Lucinda Williams guy was playing one of those yeah. almost the whole night last time. That guy. I, I mean, I, I can't remember his name. I'd be, Sorry, it, it was probably... Uh, uh, he's way good. Um, oh, Doug, Doug Pettibone, maybe. Uh, was it him? Maybe, or... Uh, they have I'm such sorry, a strong, pure tone. Great, great and tar player. Yeah, makes, makes perfect for a What's, powerful uh, What pickups are those, Corey? I, here's a funny thing. People ask me all the time. I think, because I've never opened it up. Oh, <laughs> I think they're Lawler Imperials. Oh, sweet. Which are great are low, great. Out, low yeah. output oh, yeah. pickups. You know. those, are on a, those are on the Eastman guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Call music Miller, Eastman. Okay. Boy, how different yeah. is that from the BS lot different. Yeah. Yeah. These are very low output. Oh yeah, like I mean, that. The guitar's all the way up. Have you ever experienced uh, squealy, squealy feedback it. from low output pickup with compressor yes. on? Yes, yes, I have. And uh, I think that does that come from the potting of them? I think it's not wax potted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I was talking um, about yesterday on our show, but I've so I try to make sure I have pickups that are potted. If it's going to be a guitar that's meant to be super vintage, I leave them that way. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have a guy that makes pickups for me sometimes. Uh, they're called Lust for Tone pickups. And he made some custom mini humbuckers that um, he didn't pot them at first and they were great. And then he sent me another set that were per potted and they sounded just as good. And they were just killer. You know? yeah. And uh, I was like, like man, low output is the thing for sure. Yeah. Um, so, but the other thing about this guitar, I was playing this gig once in, oh gosh, it was a 4th of July gig two years ago. And I flew into the gig and then I rode, I drove home, or I flew home, but they took my gear in a U-Haul trailer that took on water, like just a little bit, but enough, like in this guitar it was in a gig bag oh. and I pulled it out. And it, there's a thing on my Instagram somewhere where it's like the whole guitar was cloudy. Oh. Uh -oh. And I was like, oh man, like it's cool. It's already beat up. And I was getting like an outpouring of like people saying, that sucks, man, I'm so sorry. I just took quadruple O steel wool 
and I just rubbed it all. And it, since it's nitrocellulose lacquer, it kind of came back. Huh. And you'd never know. It, wow. was, it was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't tell. And I just dropped my blue chip pick. Now, Uh-oh. if you know anything about that, I'll step on it. I'll step on it. We didn't find it. Sorry. Now I got a new blue chip. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, let's, uh, let's uh, wrap it up. Uh, you know what I think we should do? Yeah. Actually, we always are now two things. We're always wrapping it up with a final quick antidote or story from right. our guest. But I think we should outro yes. with Joe playing Satan is real and you leading ha, on that's it. That's right. And I'll just kind of hang out and Except maybe I'll do something. What are the too. chords? Just it's like a G. I, I don't know if I want to play. I thought it. you played it. No. Years ago. Okay. Don't, don't. I can't remember things from years ago. <laughs> I can't remember what I where uh, I was years ago. Um, but do I you did have? Play years ago. But let's do a final uh, final antidote or. Uh, uh, go see uh, Corey at a, a, a True Fire. Any other things to tell him about where to find you on the internet or something? My website, CoreyCongilio.com. Go, go to uh, my my social media stuff and follow me there and chat with yeah. me. Yeah, and uh, again, True Fire is a wonderful resource really for. Yep. It's almost overwhelming. There's so much stuff on it, oh, and it's all it's awesome. So and Corey, you are one of the better. Not not to diss anyone, no, but I, you're <laughs> one of my favorite instructors. Thank you. Uh, I love some of the stuff, and uh, yeah, I love uh, those blues riffs. Quick, like boom! Here yeah. you go. It's a little boom. Do it. It's like idea. so cut to the uh, chase. It's stuff you such can a great use. style. Yeah, stay to tuned teach. in 2020. And you have new stuff coming. My out. website's gonna have some stuff that independently I'm releasing, nice, um, and uh, it's it's gonna be a fun a fun year. Cool. So one more time, Instagram. Corey Congilio. I'm the only yeah. one that exists. My last name's C O N G I L I O. Congelio. You'll get it. Cool. All right. Hey, we're a Beer and Gear uh, from Music Villa in lovely downtown Bozeman, Montana. And uh, that's Joe Blaze, Corey. I don't let's know, that's jo- not right, let, but let's, we're yeah. with power. I can't remember the rest of the song. tuned differently so yes. we like to do it <laughs> <laughs> thanks Corey Good check the thanks, tuning guys. on this one alright take fun. care y'all thanks, thanks Corey thanks you guys